Welcome to the Sage Thought Leadership Podcast. Experience support for confident business makers. Well, hi, everyone, and welcome to our podcast. I'm Ed Kless, and with me today is Neil Rogers. For over three decades, Neil Rogers has built a successful career in sales and marketing, working with clients in a wide range of verticals, including pharmaceutical, biomedical, manufacturing, logistics, financial services, and government defense contractors. He is the owner and vice president of marketing and sales at Rogers Marketing, winner of several million-dollar sales awards, the Velocity Award for Growth, the Heavy Hitter Award for Large Accounts. Neil and his wife, Lori, are the creators and owners of Positive Activity, an 11-step process using scientifically proven activities to increase the quality of life and business through creativity, optimism, and positivity. Bar Tips, his first book published, Drawing on the Lessons Learned During His Years as a Bartender. Neil has applied his for success in sales, and that's going to be the primary conversation of that we're going to have today. Neil, welcome to the Sage Lot Leadership Podcast. Hey, thanks for having me on. This is wonderful. So first off, Neil, why do you do what you do? Well, it's because you know, I, I was good at two things in the, in the end in terms of business is concerned, and that is I can pour whiskey. And I could sell things. So, and I discovered that I could sell things while pouring, while, while being a bartender. So, and I just, and it was one of the things that I, I just, I just, I just gravitated to my interpersonal skills work. My intrapersonal skills were, were, were intact. And so I was able, able to parlay my time as a bartender to, to be a, a salesperson. And so, and I've been in multiple industries and I follow simple processes and, um, and have been uh, reasonably successful. Well, that leads to a very easy question for me, Neil, and that is tell me about your book. Tell me about Bar Tips. So Bar Tips came out of a COVID project, actually. You know, one of the things I did try not to lose my mind was, was, was write the book. And I was, I was uh, one of the things I would do during COVID is I would reach out to people. And I just text, typically I would text people. So I didn't want to intrude on their day by picking, having them pick up the phone on me. Like some telemarketer just did to me five minutes ago. What are you doing? Please don't be, don't be a lazy salesperson. Send me something, do something creative. Will you? And so um, I, I, and one of the guys that I reached out to um, called, called him. And by the way, invariably I get a phone call back. Hey, what's going on? What are you doing? How are you doing? And everybody was feeling the same way in some sort of malaise or whatever. So this one guy called me back and uh, he's actually wrote, ultimately writ, has written the forward to the book. And he was a guy that was a wildly successful mass mutual general agent and has his success took him to behaviors and whatnot where he needed life-saving surgery. I caught him 18 months after his life-saving surgery. And he was in just this unbelievable transformation of the guy I knew at almost close to 400 pounds and this guy now who I always knew he was smart and I knew he had it, but now it's, uh, he uncovered it. And he talked about how he wrote a book. And so I said, Mara, he says, you should write a book. What am I going to write? Right. And so I started thinking about it. I've, I've written some ditties about, you know, just some things about bars that I worked in places that I visited and whatnot. And so I was able to put those those things together and decided that when I when I when I when I heard my daughter get honored at a 
chamber event right here on campus, uh, there was a, uh, the guy, the, the person who was the keynote speaker was the gentleman who brought five guys burgers to New Hampshire. And he was a real nuts and bolts speaker, my kind of guy. And so he, he talked, he talked about, I don't know if you ever worked in hospitality, but there's a thing called pre-meal. So it's a game, you know, it's, it's, it's the, it's the rah-rah or it's the what's 86, what are the specials tonight, this, that, and the other thing. And so he said what he would do with his team, he'd get them together and he would say to them, and by the way, point of context, my wife and I met in a, while well, I was a bartender and she was a food server in Boston, a place called Tia's. And so he, he, he would get the team together and say, we're not in the hospital. We're not in the, in the, in the burger business. We're not in the fry business. We're not in the soda business. We're not in the shake business. We're in the hospitality business. And I went just like this to my wife. I looked at her, I said, I've never left the hospitality business. I've been on the road bartending for the last 37 years or so at the time, at the time, I don't know how many years it was, but significant amount of years. And just started thinking about all the principles that we've used, you know, while working while working with our clients in many different. Uh, my wife and I are actually partnered in our business now. We've been in for 27 years, but you know, just going back to my time in the food business when I sold food distributed, then when I was in the athletic apparel and footwear business, and how I operated, how I became successful. You know, I just showed up. I was nicer. I was organized. I was on time. Um, I, uh, I, 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 I took pride in my appearance. I learned about the products. I knew about other things that I could guide them to. And all these things are traits, are simple traits that we learn in the service business. You know, one of the major ones is to that, that's, that is really, uh, is, I think it, it, it's really, uh, I can I, I can say it. I can really point to my a lot of my successes. Is is one of one of the chapters is taking ownership when a business problem arises. Start here first, right? Don't be pointing at other people. Well, it was their fault, and this, that, and the other thing, and the customer should have got the order in on time, or whatever the whatever the whatever the problem may be. And what happens with that? You 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 have a tendency number one not to make the mistake again because now you're holding yourself accountable. And we and we we then figure out how to provide a solution, right? Without everybody getting all in a lather. And so I think that's one of the, and, that, and that's something you can equate back to, there's actually a story in the book I tell about uh, a friend of mine that, that working behind the bar together and this woman come, he made a martini for a woman and she came up to the bar, Martin, you know, it was Varka Martini up. She came to the bar and she said, this isn't dry enough. Okay. Dennis comes over to me, goes, doing this 20 years, I've never put a drop of vermouth in a martini. And on this one, he didn't either. But what does he do? You want to argue with her? Nope. He made the drink right in front of him. Poured the vodka in, completed the drink, and here you go. She takes a sip. All right, yeah, that's much better. But why get why get an all lather for a you know 
a three dollar to two dollar cost item. Or back then, this is now forty years ago. Um, you know, it's you know, why why would you want to get in that beef? It just doesn't pay in the long run. Now we don't want to see unreasonable people, right? Well, no, that isn't dry enough. Well, there's nothing else I can do. You saw me pour the booze in. You saw how I did it. There's nothing else I can do. But so that's that's the main thing. So the uh, and then we we take it into so with the book we take it into what we do today. You know how we operate, how we kind of put all these things together in that positive activity um, uh, th- uh, uh, notion you mentioned. And positive activity is the practice. Nobody's perfect. The practice of getting your mindset right so you're in, you're in a place of posit- positivity, which takes you to a place of open-minded, divergent thinking, creativity. So now you don't see problems anymore. You're positive. You're in. You're got a great mindset going, and you come out. You come out of it. Now you see solutions, and then what that leads to is productivity. So it's the kind of activities, right? And in the end, what I say is, try this for ninety days, and see where because there's a multiplier effect by doing this in the whole process that we have. That's a whole other podcast. And the, the, uh, but in the end, your activity begets activity. You're more positive. You're doing the right things. You're, you're making sure you're selling to trying to sell to people who can buy what you sell. You know, you've, you've, you've got a process to follow up on, on newly met people. You meet somebody at a, meet somebody at a chamber event. What are you doing the next day? You have that process. Have you figured that out, right? What are you gonna? How do you put them in queue? Because just they, just they thought, just because they thought you were funny, and you bought them a drink, doesn't mean they're waiting by the phone to talk to you, right? Right. So, and Neil, we have an exit question that we ask all of our guests, and that is, who is a hero of yours, and why are they a hero? So that's a very easy, easy question to answer. I am the proud parent of a 32-year-old man with autism. He's a non-speaking autistic man. We have discovered a way to communicate with him. And he's been brave all the way along, but now we have a way to communicate with him. It's called Spelling to Communicate. Yet another, whole nother podcast. But the Reader's Digest version is, is he's got apraxia, which, is, which affects his frontal motor cortex which affects his fine motor skills like speech. So one third of the autistic people diagnosed autistic are non-speaking. It's not non-verbal. Verbal means you don't have words. We found that he's brilliant. Now he's telling us all sorts of things by spelling it out, by pointing to letters because he doesn't really have the fine motor skills right but he can point to letters and spell it out to us. So he's been a very brave guy. He's had to endure 30 years of nobody knowing what he wants. Now, you want to communicate something, Dad? Yeah. I want to learn basketball. Okay, let's go play basketball. So it's been a life changer for us because now when, we, when he comes over or when we see him, we can do things with him that he wants to do. 
So he's no longer frustrated. No, by the way, where now he wants to get his stated, his stated goal, he wants to get his GED. I don't know how he even knew what a GED is, but he does. He was, he, he's been listening. So easy question to answer. Craig Rogers, number one. And lastly, how can somebody contact you? So you can go to positive, positiveactivity.net for the book and for uh, you know, uh, information about us. And then my email is neil, N-E-I-L, at R-O-G-M, as in Mary, A-R-K, dot net. All right. Remember. Neil Rogers, and we'll put a link to the book in the show notes. Thanks so much for being a guest on the Sage Thought Leadership Podcast. And thank you very much. Enjoyed it. Review and subscribe by searching your podcast player of choice for Sage Thought Leadership Podcast.